Greetings. Welcome to a very special episode of Stolen Droids Presents. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. I'm Schmitty. And we are here with Christy Porter. You probably don't know her, but you know her work if you're in the Salt Lake area, I'm sure. She is producer at the local ABC affiliate here in Salt Lake City. Uh, welcome, Christy. Thanks for joining. Thanks for inviting me. We are very happy to have you here. First of all, because you're a girl. <laughs> uh, and... You know, this is our first in-person really girl interview. It is. Oh wow! It is. We have not done this you, before. You had a comedian strip for you and your wife one time on an oh, interview, but that is true. But that's about as close well, as a girl comedian. No. no. Oh wow! All right. No. It got a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I think if you listen to the episode, you can actually hear. Like his the rustle of clothing, the clothing coming oh, really on and exciting. off. That's almost better. Like hearing it is almost better than and, you know, and the uncomfortable it. silence coming out of your wife <laughs> is actually palpable in the episode. <laughs> I thought that was the uncomfortable silence coming out of me because, yeah, he was really strong. <laughs> now we should explain, Christy. We we met you uh, over a year ago at the first Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, we were all kind of jammed into a press room together. Uh, and then we saw you again at Fanex. Or well, I should say they saw you again because I wasn't Yeah, there. Fanex 2015, the one that just happened a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we recognized you. Well, and thanks. It's prob- <laughs> you're probably like, who are these freaks? But I did actually remember you, so that's that's good. Yeah, I, and I don't know if I should feel flattered by that or feel sorry for you that well, you remembered us. <laughs> it's not every day that somebody says, "Oh, hey, let's have a conversation about new media and old media. Come back and talk to us." And then I completely forget. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay, and that is actually why you're here. But we want to talk some other stuff too because sure. you are a geek. You told me that. I- yeah, but now you're telling everyone. Yeah, I am. So, so what kind of like what kind of geek credentials background do you have? Um, it probably all started. Um, oh, I should say probably twofold. I think it was Harry Potter and was was a major obsession as a child, and that was a bit of a gateway drug. And then definitely, I'm I'm of the age where the X Men animated series was you know just the end all be all of just you know. Saturday morning You're cartoons. You're not that old. Represent. <laughs> you are not that hey, old. Hey, but they've been running reruns for a while. That's so. true. That's true. Now, I have to bring this up, the whole the whole geek credentials thing. Uh, actually work literally in your case because you cosplayed, if you can call it that. I, ooh, did you see my cosplay? I did. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome. It was very professional. It was so. hilarious. And, and, and it was hilarious because you went as Lois Lane. And you had your Daily Planet press pass. Yes, yes. Probably next to your actual Salt Lake Comic Con actual press pass. I decided that, you know, the costume or cosplay wasn't quite obvious enough with just a normal press pass. So I had to make my own Daily Planet press pass. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was very meta. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad somebody appreciated the subtlety (laughs) or not lack of subtlety. I'm not really sure on that. I thought thought it was cool because it. A lot of, when a lot of people think of cosplay, they think of, you know, they have to get all dressed up in, like, this huge costume. But well, I've done that, too. When it's just a regular, you know, outfit that you could wear every day, it's, it works. Well, I, I actually had to, to, to cover the convention as well. So it, it was nice because uh, we actually are – one of our weathermen uh, showed up dressed as Superman while he was wearing his suit. But then he had the Superman uh, costume underneath, so oh, that's cool. he had it all unbuttoned and stuff, and I showed up as Lois Lane, and it was just this beautiful synergy that we didn't even plan. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, 
is you had to cover the convention. You've covered more than just the recent fan acts. You've covered all the conventions right. here, since, correct? Since the inaugural Salt Lake Comic-Con, yeah, I've covered them all. Now, what are your thoughts on that convention? I know we talked a little bit about it at Comic-Con, but now that it's done and hindsight and you can look on it, what are your thoughts as how far that's progressed? Um, one of the major things that you know I've noticed is definitely in, in, in managing the crowd control. I mean, obviously, that first year... There, you know, it was it was a baby, con- brand new infant convention, and I don't think they were. I don't know if they weren't expecting the numbers that they had, but I don't think they were ready for them. And that was that was a huge issue, and those are the those. That's an issue that they dealt with, I think, very well. Um, I think in getting bigger names, I think they've you know slowly progressing along. I mean, I think it'll be a while before you know we're ever anywhere near like. San Diego's level of having, you know, the entire Avengers panel plus Joss Whedon sitting in front of you. But I mean, I, you know, I think more recognizable names that, you know, maybe the average not huge nerd might notice. I think we're getting more of those. So that's nice to see. But do you think they're going to be able to continue with the two conventions a year? Or do you think that the nerd market is going to get tapped out? See, and that that was one of my original fears as well, is that you know that they were they were dividing themselves in there for you know having two weaker products i mean so far i think they've been able to pull it off i i've said it before and i'll i'll always say it that the geek nerd market is a very loyal very devoted demographic and i i i don't see them calling the quits anytime soon honestly i think as long as there's a convention to go to that's close to home they're going to go we also have a, a historical tendency to throw money at whatever we're interested in, even if it's only, you know, barely associated with it. We'll pay. Sure. That's oh, yeah. Do. I mean, I, I spent probably half of once I was done working, but a good a good part of Saturday trying to find like the the perfect um, replica of the Sailor Moon, you know, transformation crystal and to no avail. But I would have bought it if I'd seen it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of stuff do you geek out about? Sailor Moon, obviously. Uh, Sailor Moon was definitely that's 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 you know as, as a kid that was a big thing, and uh, I'm and you know I'm very much into girl power and right now and like my favorite I I do read comics as well. Um, right now, I'm kind of on a. a Kelly Sue DeConnick kick and Gail Simone. So I've read a lot of Batgirl and uh, Captain Marvel and um, I hope I can say this bitch planet. It's a new one that just started and you know, it's crazy feminist and it's awesome. If you know, I'm sure that's maybe a little alienating for some people. <laughs> I'm so alienated. Right? No, you had me at Gail Simone. So okay. I yeah. Just, she's yeah. great. I've, I've been really, I've, I've just started jumping back into her, her run on Batgirl. So I'm, she did good. She's done good run. Oh, she's she did an she's incredible so, run. She's amazing. Girl. Yeah, she's still doing it. I believe. Is she? Is she still? I know that I'm, they. I've, I always. I just feel like that's too good to be true. You know. Yeah, well, they, they took her off. They for a while. took her off, and like a week later, they put her back well, on. Well, I, so. I remember seeing quite a bit of backlash, at least online, of you know people being very upset. Well, it's nerds, so we really refer to it as rage. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> nerds do not backlash; they rage. <laughs> And that rage is usually over 9,000. Well, that, yes. That's just the TV producer coming uh, out. Okay. <laughs> she is factually We, we have to accurate. call it backlash or outrage, not, not just rage. <laughs> well, and let's, you know, uh, unless there's more geek stuff we want to talk about, let's, let's talk a bit about news yeah. producer. Let's, let's get into the you're a real reason hats. that you're here. I wear lots of hats. I love hats. 
<laughs> she has a sorting hat. <laughs> oh, if only. I'm a Ravenclaw, by the way. I think we should all share what house we'd be in. Or no, no, okay. <laughs> I don't even know. I'd probably be Slytherin just because my heart is dark. I like Hufflepuff. I just like the sound of the name. My best friend's a Hufflepuff, so. <laughs> it's meant to be. I mean, I'm just saying they get friend. a lot of crap, and I don't think they deserve it. Do, do you play? Do you play Quidditch by chance? Uh, Run around on a broom and, <laughs> at the high school. There, there, the, there definitely was a time in my life where that 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 was a part of it, and not so much anymore. I'm I'm a professional adult. <laughs> Being an adult sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I do have to say, uh, my brother-in-law down in Texas, he's on his college's Quidditch team. Oh, that's amazing. And we've only heard stories about it. He finally uploaded pictures to Facebook. It is the most awkward-looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> is he on a scholarship? <laughs> <laughs> he was recruited no, right out of high if, school. If there was a scholarship for that, I, I would have snacked that up immediately. It's a bunch of men running around with PVC pipes between their legs, Running around like that is the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I want to know like how the magical balls work in that, like, in that scenario, but you know that's all right. Out of context quotes for two hundred. Hey, please. that's uh, awesome. Okay, so my my question when it comes to the news, and I'm I'm sure that you've noticed it probably more than I have. We're all geeks here. We can all speak freely, and geek culture slash pop culture has been growing so much more. Uh, when you compare it to where we were 15 years ago, 10 years ago, even oh, five years ago. So much, yes. Um, and yet, whenever you watch a news story about, like, Comic-Con, or a new movie coming out, or a new piece of tech that's coming out, it's almost like every news outlet, and I'm not singling out, you know, ABC4 or, or any particular one, because they all seem to follow the same thing. It's like they're clueless. Oh, oh, oh no, we're, we're, no, we don't get it at all. <laughs> Why is that? Um, it's so funny because I was just talking about this to a colleague the other day. Um, so I interviewed Felicia Day at uh, the most recent... Yeah, we watched. You we, watched, you watched we, me interview her? We couldn't get up oh. close enough to her. So we just kind of sat and stared longingly oh, at the I'm interview sorry. position that you were holding there. We just ranked See, much higher I was on the say that, that is one of the benefits of old media is also old money and more sway. Yes. But I, I don't I can talk about that later. But um it I was so excited about this interview with Felicia Day and when I sat down to kind of write the story about it, um I realized how much build up I had to do. I can't just say Felicia Day, you know, and everybody here understands exactly who I'm talking about and what she's done. But there I have to be like, oh, she was on Supernatural. Oh, nobody here knows what the guild is. Um ah, uh, uh yeah, I can't Eureka. Supernatural Yeah, Eureka, sure. <laughs> Doctor Horrible. But that's on sci fi. Yeah. Doctor Horrible, sure. Online but I mean only. online only. Exactly. So pretty much the only reference I had was in Thank goodness, you know, we also have a CW show, a CW show, so it's easier to reference Supernatural in that context. But yeah, there's there's definitely this giant disconnect in these house. Well, a household name for me or you wouldn't necessarily be a household name for so much of our audience and many of the people I work with. So eh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I try not to feel insulted and I hope you know I'm not taking that out me too I, I try really hard not to feel insulted <laughs> <laughs> as a general rule but it, it seems kind of like uh, we're still a novelty sometimes oh, when they discuss it's, it it's like a rare bird yeah it's yeah. it's a human zoo and 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 here is you know homiest nerdus and you know everybody take a nice gawk look at him sitting on his couch here's the rare non-sweaty version <laughs> <laughs> and oh is that a is that a gamer girl oh Catch her, hurry, before she runs away. They are rare like a precious stone. <laughs> they have been hunted to near extinction. 
<laughs> we get we get a lot of we get a lot of hate. <laughs> Indeed, we've actually talked about that in past episodes. The whole geek girl hatred, but that's that's I think yeah, that's on a whole maybe other for another day. Episodes. Another day, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting though because, and it was actually your station. I'm I'm going to go with you. Did not produce this segment. Oh, but, I hope I didn't. But one of your producers, <laughs> I think it was the first, or not one of your producers, one of your reporters. I think it was during the first Comic Con. I came home, watched his story of the coverage. I'm like, wow, that is so demeaning and insulting. <laughs> and you know, I I don't think that he intended it to be. And but I look at I look at like that and like even Big Bang Theory. As geeks, we're supposed to love the Big Bang Theory because because it it's our people, but it's so it? demeaning and it's I mean they just make fun of us <laughs> and it really is it's kind like, of hey, bothersome. Here's, here's another show for people to make fun of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. And it's it's not fun if we're not in on the joke, you know. Exactly. I mean, it's one thing when we make fun of ourselves. Oh, we're sweaty. Oh, we smell. It's like ah, I spend a lot of time, you know way too much time playing Skyrim and other things. But when, when it's somebody else, you know, basically, you know, my mom telling me, Oh, Hey, you spend so much time playing video games. Isn't that hilarious? It's not, it's not as funny when my mom does it. Well, and, and even I, cause I remember maybe we're thinking of a different one, but after that first comic con, it was along the lines of, if you saw Spider-Man walking the streets of Salt Lake today, don't worry. You know, it's <laughs> not, it's not Halloween. It's comic con. It's like, Oh my gosh, you sound so old but then after the after that after the huge runaway success it was and, and i have to stress this to people who may be listening from other areas of the world or the country who aren't from utah it was a big deal to us it was the largest convention at its time i think it was the largest first like inaugural convention oh yeah yeah like nationwide it was the largest inaugural comic-con convention and in utah it was the largest convention of all time um, and, you know, we we have you know things like outdoor retailers here, which are these gigantic. Conventions. Yeah, it, it, it was huge, and so okay, it's a success. We're accepted. We're understood. We can go into 2014 Comic Con, and people are going to know what it is we're talking about. And nope. Uh, hey, next week coming up is Comic Con. That's when uh, the population of Utah that's normally stuck in their mom's basements are going to come out. I'm like, really? Well, you just you, said you that. Would, you really? Would think that you know, once once you know, you have Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, being the highest grossing movie of the year, people would be like, oh, I get this nerd thing. All right, you guys aren't, you know, I guess it's we can all appreciate this, but apparently it's it's still well, not just that. The, I think there. the top three grossing were Guardians of the Galaxy, Lego Movie, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Oh, those are some pretty nerdy movies. Yeah. Yeah, they so are. We, we like swept it, you know, and we didn't get nominated for any Academy Awards. Oh, neither did any black people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. We need a black person on the show. <laughs> I, I, you're our token minority, though. I so. am. I'm as close as it comes in Utah. <laughs> now, you mentioned a minute ago, Christy, old media benefits. Oh, sure. Now, we've seen a rise with the quote-unquote new media mm-hmm. with the internet and you know i don't know do people consider talk radio part of new media now? i don't I, I mean if you can listen to it in your car free of charge it's not new media yeah i i think for a while people were saying it was new media but i mean i used to listen to paul harvey when i was like five years old so that, there's nothing new about that it's been around since the 40s it's not new yeah talk radio is not new actually Talk really? radio. Talk radio yeah. was around before music radio. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, wasn't it only like that at one point? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was before they had music. <laughs> they had talking before they invented music. <laughs> yes, yes. Ah, oh, if I pull these strings really tight, oh, it's the sound it makes. Look at what happens here. I can hit this 
leather skin. And, uh, <laughs> I, Apparently, radio radio was invented I, before. I tried fire. really hard not to go there, Zook. I saw that look. And I'm, I'm sorry. I but, should say this is when white people invented music because the rest of us. That's right. Well, well, we heard black people doing it, and then we're like, oh, we want to do that. It's ours now. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, what's, pretty much. What's this rhythm thing? I don't get it. So, what with you being, I mean, you're pretty firmly entrenched, I would assume, oh, yeah, in the I, old I'm media in the world. What what kind of differences are you seeing? Is there like animosity? Is there is it no. changing? Is there how, panic? I got. I, is, ooh, that's a good question. Well, animosity. I I don't think so. Panic, maybe a little bit. Uh, there's very much this sense of apprehension that there's always something going on that we're not a part of. You know, like there's this whole side of the world and of news and of journalism and of media and things that are happening and oh. How do we do this? How do we? How do we? How do we do this? I mean, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't go on air until five o'clock. What do we do? Oh no! When this thing is happening right now, and all of a sudden, you know, Twitter's already exploded. The whole world already knows. Why would anybody watch our five o'clock news to find out the same thing that they could have learned three hours ago online? So there's there's definitely a level of how do we do that? You know, how do we? How do we? You know, get people on our website to find out what's happening right now? And you know, it's it's an endless struggle, and we're we're. Being big also means you're very slow. Well, that actually brings my next question that and I've been wanting to know this for a long time. How, you know, with Twitter, you mentioned news happens and you find out. Mm-hmm. Today was the NBA tread deadline. I was watching Twitter. I wasn't watching, you know, right. the newspaper websites or whatever. I was watching Twitter. And you and most people. How how do the reporters, you know, what kind of what goes through their mind when they think, okay, I've got to be the first to get the story up on the Twitters, up on the Twitters, so that I can get the scoop? Do they? I mean, obviously, you got to do fact checking, you got to do stuff, and a lot of people don't do that, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's when once you know whoever breaks the story, it's so much faster, you know, for a million and one people to retweet it than it is for a reporter to go and, you know, call this person and call that person and then tweet it out originally. So it's, I mean, it's a little bit different with local news um, because typically in a lot of cases we are finding out about it first, but once again, it's going to hit Twitter and it's going to be all online before anybody even thinks to see it on your local television station so how does that affect how you do your job um it i mean it definitely it's kind of a uh, <clears throat> it forces us to you know divide our efforts in a lot of ways where we almost have to put just as much um energy and uh time into building up our web content and you know keeping our social media up to date our facebook page our twitter page and everything as we do our on-air content and i mean it's created a slew of new jobs I'm sure at TV stations all around the country where all of a sudden it's like, oh, you have not only, you know, a social media person, but a web producer and this position. And um, it's but it's a constant battle because, I mean, like like I said, big is slow. (laughs) And and when you have, you know, when you're trying really hard not to get sued by somebody, you know, it's it slows you down. (laughs) Do do you have reporters dedicated to social media like Um, Facebook? We don't. we do have um, people whose you know job it is to definitely keep it updated and our social media and stuff. But um, reporters are pretty much responsible when it comes to their stories and whatever they're working on and and, and tweeting those things out. So that hmm. once again, it you know it forces us to divide our attention and our energies. So it sometimes it feels like 
we have two kind of half-assed products as opposed to, you know, one solid one. But, you know, you do what you got to do to keep up or we try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, as far as the content that you put out there, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about this before. I didn't get an answer because I wanted to save it. But as far as personal bias goes, mm-hmm. some reporters are really, really bad. Some networks are really, really bad about not hiding their personal bias. Some are very good about hiding it. And there's nothing that I like more when I turn on the news than to not know where a person stands on a particular issue, where a reporter stands on a particular issue, because I just want the facts. I want the news. How how does that impact you? Because you write a lot of the content that's out there. I do. Is that hard to keep your biases out of your stories or on the stories that you send people on? Is it hard to keep your bias? Um, for me, um, you know, it's I try really hard to be objective, but then, you know, trying to define objective just seems impossible some days. And honestly, more so than trying to keep my bias out of it. I just want to make sure I'm telling the whole story. Um, A lot of times people think that, you know, giving both sides of an issue, you know, that's, that's not being, you know, that means you're being objective. And I don't know if that's always necessarily the case given the story, but I think as long as you're trying your hardest to make sure that the viewer walks away, knowing what they need to know to make their own decision about this story, that's usually my goal. Um, More so than anything, I think the biggest thing that I see day to day with what people struggle with as far as bias goes, there's definitely a bias towards sensationalism. And I think that sometimes is even more dangerous than, um, you know, left or right or, you know, who's on what side. Because if if anything distorts facts and what a story is really about, it's, you know, trying to jazz up, you know, maybe something that's not really that important or... Um, Something along those lines, but the, the live action of clickbait, almost. Sure, oh, I no, hate exactly, that. and and I just I hate misleading people. Like I don't I don't want you to get into a story and then be like, this isn't what I thought it was at all. But um, yeah, I mean, as long as somebody can walk away going, okay, this is what happened, and you know they have what they need to know to not only you know make their own decision based on what happened, but I don't know, I I try not to think about it in you know left right right wrong so much as what's the story what what's the story we need to tell here what's the important part so that's that's my version of being unbiased but um i don't i don't that's you know define it how you will i guess <laughs> admittedly it'd be a really cool blooper rate reel if you did a whole bunch of headlines with the anchors <laughs> just straight face saying it in the most clickbait way possible <laughs> it's all it's all um yeah just buzzfeed headlines and yeah, um, this new story about warren jeff's Upwarding. You'll be amazed, and it'll restore your faith in humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever a story that's so bland that after you get done with it, you think, that wasn't really interesting. People aren't going to want to watch that. She wouldn't do that. That's <laughs> Channel 5 crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you're like, tempted to sensationalize it for just um, for that I reason. mean, their thing, unfortunately, the most boring stories tend to be the ones that people should care about more. I mean, for instance, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, local legislative stories and bills and things like that that might affect a lot of people or court cases that are really interesting, at least from my perspective. But then, you know, trying to 
jazz up a court case or a bill or yeah. something. I mean, that's nobody. It's it's Newsville sometimes, and but it's like no, really, this bill is important. But uh, I mean, also look at this cat video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've noticed that a lot of times, and I don't think your station does it so much. So I thank you for that. But there are certain stations that will like devote entire segments to what's going viral on the web. Oh, yeah. But it's really what went viral last week. Like three weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big problem. And I feel it's one of those things that makes me feel really dumb because, you know, we, we, I, one of the legal things that we try really hard to avoid is, you know, we can't just snatch video from wherever we want on the web. There are very, you know, few sources, you know, we have to have approval from whoever created it. And so when something goes viral, it's, oh, I would love to show this right now as soon as I see it, you know, on my Twitter feed or on, you know, my you know Tumblr dashboard or whatever. And I can't because I'd have to reach out to the guy who made it and get his permission to air it on my station. And Well, and not just that. There are times when you actually have to fact check what you find online. Oh, we, oh We sure. know the story of the, uh, the SEAL Team 6 news oh, report oh, that yes, was like yes, the Klingon. Yes. It was like a Klingon <sighs> thing from Star Trek. And then there's the one talking about the United Nations Security Council. And it was the logo from Halo for Space Command. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's definitely the downfall of, of grabbing things from the Internet without source checking them. Right. So, I mean, you say, but I, you know, I can take video from CNN. I can take video from ABC being an ABC affiliate. And of course, but by the time that, you know, it's gone from, you know, YouTube or whatever and funneled its way through all the national media and comes back down to us, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I saw this three weeks ago. And well, now the people that don't internet can laugh at it too. So. Some people that it's, don't. It's a, pub, inter- it's a public service. I, I love how you use that as a verb. That's awesome. Do you internet? <laughs> I interwebs frequently. Um, I, something I, I wanted to ask you, and it's been this big trend, and I get I get the feeling it's because a lot of the the old media, quote unquote old media, wants to incorporate and fold in the new media. We really want you so bad. Please let us in. <laughs> but a lot of news stations have started doing this, and it drives me just insane with rage. Uh, again, we don't get upset; we get rage. Where. There's going to be a breaking news story, okay? A school shooting has happened or whatnot. I'm just plucking something out of the air. Let's go Way to, to go morbid. Well, you know. Let's go to Twitter. Care about those. Let's they go to do. Twitter and see what this says. At Julie Jones oh. says, oh, oh my gosh, this is so sad. I, I do. I'm, I'm so guilty of that. I, it's like, why do I care what some stupid person on Twitter is saying? I don't care when I'm on Twitter. So, I, I can't speak for other news stations or other shows. The times when I do that are usually when it's a debate that's happening online, like in a public forum. You know, it's it's not so much, oh, here's an event that happened. Please tell me what you think about this event. I don't, I don't, nobody cares what you think. However, it, it can be a useful tool, say, today, for instance. So there is a bill in the, um, the Utah State Legislature, it failed, by the way, that wanted to raise the minimum wage for tipped workers. So people who usually make like two fifteen an hour plus tips or whatever. Um and, you know, it was, it was a debate that was going on in the House, and it was a very contentious debate, debate that was going on online. And so, I mean, we were interested because some of the people who were, you know, posting on our Facebook page owned restaurants, some of them, you know, and they very much had their side of it. There's people posting on our Facebook page who were obviously in the service industry, whether they were waiters or waitresses or whatever, and, you know, they have their side of it. So I think in that way, you know, old media trying really, really hard <laughs> to to incorporate new media, it can be helpful, and it can, I think help uh, kind of bring a debate or a contentious issue 
give it some context. But I, I guess I hadn't considered it that way. It's that Twitter is or Twitter or Facebook or social media is just kind of the more accessible man on the street survey. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, that's that's a very concise, much more concise way of putting it. Yeah. But I, but I think you're right. I've seen it in other ways where it's like that. I don't care what this person yeah, thinks. I mean, there I, is no debate here. I, I don't think there's 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 much that you're adding to a newscast by by saying, oh yes. Um, so here's this thing that happened. Um, what what do you think of this thing that happened? I mean, unless it directly affects you or you know, it's it's something that's currently up for debate. Or yeah, in that kind of man on the street sort of way, I I I don't see it benefiting anyone. <laughs> or especially when it can backfire on you and you get a bad tweet. Or <laughs> and there's uh, a lot of comments on the inner yeah. inner. I was about to say interweb. Seriously, the, it, it, there there's a um, I'm, I hope there's actually a pretty good story where. Um, <laughs> so on one of our newscasts, it was actually a really thoughtful uh, well, argument that somebody had made on some issue or another. And uh, we, I usually don't air full names um, if I'm using – I just say, oh, Kelly says, blah. But uh, one of our producers um, – <laughs> sorry. Uh, so it aired a comment from someone whose name was Richard Cranium. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we, we got in trouble for that one. <laughs> Did you really? Did, was that like FCC fine no, trouble? No, 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 or no. Is just, that just, just our boss rolling our eyes and calling us idiots trouble. Okay, Yeah. okay. Now, it's kind of along those lines, I saw a story, I think it was last week, just around the corner from where we are now. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, there was a, I, I want to say home invasion. It wasn't really, though, um, where person walked into the house wrong house turned out it was wrong house it was an autistic gentleman who had done this and there's actually been a couple break-ins in the neighborhood so people are on edge so a guy comes walking in the house homeowner subdues him mm-hmm. guy has a seizure or something ends up yeah, going he, into he, cardiac he, arrest he, as far as yeah he he was in the hospital for a few days and then ended up ended up dying yeah and yeah. then he, he passed away a very sad story for everyone involved but I noticed one of the local news stations actually not only published the guy's address, but also his full name. And I'm thinking, that's the, the really... Name of the, the, the guy who died? Or? Uh, the homeowner. The homeowner. Sorry, of the homeowner. Okay. And so, yeah, they published the homeowner's name and address. And I'm thinking, that's really irresponsible. What what are your thoughts on that? Is that okay for you? Uh, I mean, it's not illegal, <laughs> but it's... We we definitely uh, shy away from that. I mean, especially if it's, you know, um, if it's somebody who, I mean, especially in that ins- instance or, you know, is the victim of a crime or a crime took place there, whether they're involved or not. We very, you know, usually we'll say, you know, near and then give, you know, the nearest major crossroads kind yeah. of thing. We try very, very hard. Sometimes it slips in there to not show addresses of homes. I mean, of private citizens. I mean, businesses, they're on their own. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's that's something that we, on our on our station, we try really hard not to do. Um, I know there's different schools of thought. I don't really know the arguments for the other school of thought. Um, I just think it's being polite. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so, too. I thought it was dangerous as well and for that's, the homeowner. And that's, that's the other concern is, I mean, especially if it's, you know, something like that where there's two sides of it. Obviously, you know, the homeowner was scared and, you know, this person, you know, may not have been within mental capacities to know what they were doing. Um, it's, yeah, you don't, you don't want to put somebody's life in danger. Yeah. You know, you don't want them to attract attention. So, uh, 
I mean, that's that's my feelings on it, and that's what we try really hard to do. But I, I mean, some people are just. I, I guess the other side of that would just be, you know, giving the facts, giving you know the pure cold hard facts in, in that instance, particularly cold. Yeah. Now, do you find that there are instances where? you don't necessarily want to let all the facts out. I mean, obviously a uh, uh, address or something like that outside of that realm, you know, if, if do you ever encounter um, issues where it's like, we probably shouldn't be disclosing this, even though it's legitimate information. Um, sometimes depending on, for instance, I mean, my show airs at four o'clock there you know, that's that's still mostly a daytime audience. Like, you're, you still have the same people who watch soap operas and those daytime shows. And um, it, there are sometimes, you know, there's some gruesome, gory details in the case of, uh, as, you know, some court cases or some crimes and things like that, that honestly, we, even though they might be pertinent to the case and pertinent to the crime, we don't necessarily air those because of the audience, you know, kids are getting home from school. They might be watching with their parents, and people get upset when that when you're you know sharing details of a violent rape or something. Um, Go thick, right? Yeah. Uh, but at ten o'clock, you know, usually it's an older audience. You know, it's adults, and you know, maybe they it's it's you don't have to worry as much about those things. Okay. Now, kind of going back to the old media versus new media, where do you see this battle? For lack of a better oh, term, you stole my question. Going. Hmm? <laughs> I don't know if I would I could even call it a battle. Um, but, I, I just don't have a better term. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, I think people. I mean, from my perspective, you know, being in television, I think people will always watch TV. It just seems to be mostly the way people are watching TV is drastically changing, and it will continue to change. You know, whether it's more on-demand viewing or. Um, you know, whether it's just watching more online and streaming, I, I don't know. But um, honestly, I think as a TV person, if the industry doesn't start to find ways to keep up with that, that's, I think, is what's going to hurt us most. Because I think people will always watch TV. It's just, especially in the news industry, trying trying to find ways, you know, and networks are also super behind when it comes to their content and, you know, and getting it out there, I think. Um, but we just we just have to try really hard to keep up. And if we don't, I think that's what's going to hurt us the most. Okay, uh, kind of branching from that, and we we mentioned before that everyone in old media really wants to get into new media as well. Uh, something I've noticed here as a podcaster, there's two types of podcasters who, who do it more than ten episodes. There's the kind <laughs> who do it because they're gluttons for punishment. That would be us, uh, and then there are the people who have an old media job and then podcast to promote the old media job. <laughs> we have uh, we have a few podcasts here in Utah. Uh, one which we cannot name because they're so much bigger than us, and I don't want to send any of our listenership that way. But Utahns know who they are, um, and it started as a way for them to, you know, go off and kind of push traffic back to their radio show. Um, let's see here, uh, Kevin Smith does the same thing. Um, Art Bell has started doing the same thing. Actually, no, he disappeared. Then he came back. Then he did disappear. He's huh? still gone. He's gone. Is yeah. he still gone? Is he still gone? Yeah. But it seems like a lot of the old media, you know, the big ones are doing podcasts now. And you see them climbing the charts, the Stitcher list every week. We can't compete against them, but they're doing it, it seems, almost to push traffic back to their old media role. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, and we try to do the same thing, uh, whether it's, you know, once again, through Twitter, you know, oh, 
we were on the scene first. Oh, for all the details, tune in tonight at ten. I mean, that's that's what we want. We don't we don't want you to go to our website and stay at our website. We don't want you to go to Twitter and stay on our Twitter and our Facebook page. We want you to see part of the story on our Facebook page. And then, oh wow, I want to see the full report on this and tune in to our television station, please. <laughs> I, I got to say, as an internet nerd, that drives me nuts. I'm sure. It drives me so crazy. All the cliffhangers, they, they got to get old real yeah. fast. <laughs> and, and I understand, you know, you guys have to tease so that you can get people. Well, but, it, it used to be, it, I think it still is, it's like a joke now. You know, one thing you're eating every day may kill you, but first, this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> story sure, about sure. a cat. It's like link bait for the or but, yeah. clickbait. But live on air. Yeah. yeah. It drives me. Nuts. I have to watch forty minutes of this news show to see what element I'm eating. We all know kill everybody's me. just watching for weather, so really, we're just trying to keep you until then. <laughs> <laughs> and when on the internet, when we're so used to getting things right, right away, away right. Uh, like I'll, I'll go to a website like uh, Wall Street Journal or something, and I'll get halfway through the article, and they say, "Oh, you can pay to see the rest of the article." No, I'll just go Google for the rest of the article somewhere else. Thank Thanks, you. But no. Well, at least you don't have to get through a paywall to watch my newscast. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> Although Schmidt can't, he he's essentially got a paywall because he lives in the middle of nowhere. I don't have live TV, <laughs> and so he doesn't have live TV. Yeah. So sad story. Yeah, he's he's got his own built-in paywall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now where can we find? I mean, we've we've mentioned if we haven't mentioned, we should, but. You're a producer, mm-hmm. so you're not going to be in front of the camera. No, no. not if I can help it. You, know, you sound. <laughs> I think that's a shame, really. That actually just reminded me of a question. I know you're trying to wrap up, but I want this other question. Well, go for it. I'm not <laughs> trying to wrap up. I, I see. I see you. You're doing this with your hand as you speak. But um, now you mentioned that you interviewed Felicia Day. Mm-hmm. We watched you interview Felicia Day. I know you've interviewed like Glenn Morshower and. A bunch of other celebrities. He's watched you then, too. <laughs> no, no, she told me that, that he was the nicest guy at, at Comic-Con. That's how I know yes. that. So quiet, you. <laughs> but do you actually enjoy doing those interviews? I mean, even if you're not on camera, do you enjoy doing the interview more? Or do you enjoy doing the behind-the-scenes production um, um, telling people my, what to do more. I think I think my ideal job would be somewhere in between the two because I I love being out in the field. I I like going to events. I love I love when Comic Con rolls around because it's one of the things that I'm the best at at my station, if I can say that, because I'm the most familiar with everything that's going on. I try not really hard not to be condescending. So I, I and you know I've covered Sundance before and I I love being in the field. I actually I love doing interviews. Um, I I like writing and I also you know I like you know having control over the big picture as well. Um, so I, I think my ideal job would be somewhere in between the two, somewhere where between. maybe less time in the office, more time in the field, but also still having control over the end product. That was specifically vague. It was awesome. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I, uh, sorry. <laughs> that was quite a look you just gave. That, that was awesome. That's, that's a, this is a shame. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that, but it, it wasn't. No, I, I just wanted no, to throw I, that I out mean, there. I mean, it really the, the 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 name of the position would essentially be field producer, where I I do what I do, but mostly in the field. That's cool. That's cool. Thank you. Now, Zook, I'll let you wrap up. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, where can people find your work? I mean. You know- my work. Your um, work. My work. Um, if you want to plug yourself The there. thing about my work doesn't doesn't typically have my name on it. So, I mean, if you want to see the purest form of my work, you'd 
and this is going to sound awful, and I apologize in advance, you would pretty much just have to watch my show live at 4 o'clock on ABC4. Sorry. That sound <laughs> at all. Does that stream on the internet? Uh, it does not. The stories will um, appear online after it airs, but uh, the show in its entirety does not. Now, I ask that because we have listeners from actually all over the world. So where? what's the website where they can uh, go? The and- website would be goodforutah.com, and all the well-written stories are mine. Nice. <laughs> and just for clarification, four is the number four. Yes. That's how we roll in Utah. <laughs> well, we're ABC4. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christy, for joining us and, and talking about all this new media and old media yeah, and geek stuff. And hopefully we haven't like freaked you out no, too badly. No, I hope I get to come back. You're Ooh. welcome anytime. Sweet. You could be our field producer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zook's out of a job. <laughs> But thank you so much. Um, and yeah, we'd love to have you back. Anytime you want to come on, you are more than welcome. And if you ever want to host one of our shows with us, you're welcome to do that as well. Yeah, and if you guys ever want to come on my show, if you got something going on, you want to tell the, my 10 viewers about... <laughs> Cameras don't like us much. You, yeah, you don't need that much ugly on your screen. It, news people are like pretty for the most part. And There's a lot of makeup involved. Makes uh, we uh, we have um, you, you know how cameras, internet faces yeah you know how we have yeah we have, we have a face for internet and a voice for newspaper um, you know how a camera adds ten pounds at any time there are five cameras on me so <laughs> at any time at all times at all that's times. why I always look fifty pounds overweight that's that's good to know is what's my excuse that's a really cool superpower <laughs> yeah ninja reality show I, I have the power to appear fat so <laughs> well thank you christy and we do appreciate you coming on and you know we'll we'll definitely hopefully send a lot of our listeners your way and and check out your awesome work on abc4 and i'm not saying this just because you're here but our listeners should know that you do have the best newscast in salt lake so just saying that so uh, but that is our show for this time for our very special episode uh, with Christy Porter Uh, until next time good day and the one cheers this has been a Stolen Droids Media Production